Now we shall read in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 23 and 20, verse 20 to 23. We shall also read uh, in Hebrews 7 verse 24 and 25. Uh, let's read Exodus first. Behold, I sent an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice and provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee to bring thee into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I'll cut them off. Kuva abiri musatu vakumiyorama kumiyabiri labantuma malaika mumasogo akukume mukubo akurete muchifo chenate kateka mumutunuri de mumuri de doboziye. Temusungu wa zanga kubanga taliba sonywa okonona kwa mwe kubanga elinyali yange didi mundaye na yebo nouliranga dale dobozilie nokolanga byonna byenjogera bwechityo nababeliranga omulabe abalabe bo ndibaziiza abakuziiza kubanga malaika wange ali kulembera masogo ali kuyingizeri omwamuli neri omukiti neri omperizi Neri omu kanani, neri omu kivi, neri omu yebusi, nange ndiba zikiriza. Now Hebrews 7, 24 and 25 says, But this man, because he continueth forever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he is able also to save them unto the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. I missed the verse 20. Verse 24 and 25. Na ye oyo kubanga abelira okutuse mirembe jona alina obwakabono obutagwawo era kyavayinza okukolera dalala abajeri katonda kububwe kubanga abera mulamu enaku zonna okubawolerezanga. May the Lord add blessings we can be seated. Mukama gato mukisa kusoma ko ekigambo chetuleko. Now <coughs> I wish to teach on this message called a complete, a complete deliverance. That's our message today. A complete deliverance. Now, I want first of all to, uh, to dissect or to, uh, to what's the word that I'm looking for? To expound the scriptures that we have read. And to show you how they are related to this complete deliverance. Now in the, in, the, in, in both messages, in, in both passages that we have read. Or rather, let me talk about the Old Testament um, passage, the one that we have read. Uh, Israel 
Israel had just got out of Egypt. They had been delivered from Egypt. This passage that, was, that we have read, uh, was read, Moses told them these words, or rather God told them these words, after them crossing the Red Sea, the enemies were dead. Israel was, de I mean, Egypt was destroyed. You know, even if when they were in the wilderness, we read that in the, when they were in the wilderness, they, they had even wished to go back to Egypt. There was no way they could go back to Egypt. Because Egypt did not even have an army. Egypt was completely destroyed. They had been completely delivered from the Egyptians. Maybe if they would have gone to Egypt, if we can talk about the, the, the natural, by their natural strength, Maybe, maybe they could even have defeated the Egyptians because Egypt was not a, a, a threat anymore See? now but even if they had been delivered from the Egyptians completely there was a great journey before them there was another face. See? And they want to go. Right? And then they were going to face the, 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 the Canaanite armies. World cities, nations that were much mightier than them, and there were many of them. If we could have talked about the, the if we could have talked about just the ordinary natural strengths. Israel was no match for those armies. They could not have managed. Their opposition was too great. See? But now, God was giving them a message here. That don't worry about that opposition. Don't worry about the task that is ahead of you that is so great. Because I have made a provision. I have, I have sent my angel before you. And he is mighty enough. He is more than a match for those armies. And he'll, 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 he'll take you to that land. Those, those armies... Those world cities, those giants there, all those things, they are no match for my angel. 
and he will take you to that land. You will achieve what I want you to achieve. Because I have made the provision. Now, in the, Old, in the New Testament, we have the same picture. Paul is talking to the church. See? We, have been, we have been delivered from the world. The world is nothing to us. <laughs> yeah, we are delivered. See, the things of this world are nothing to us. The devil cannot defeat us. Even if he had to. Oh no, he can't. He can't. See, I wish I could delve you know, deeper in that. Do you know that Christians, if you go through the steps that we talked about yesterday, do you know that even hell cannot receive you? You can't go to hell. Maybe let me elaborate a little bit. If you are justified and you are sanctified, you are not yet completely delivered. Right? But if you go all the way and receive the Holy Ghost, Brother Branham taught us that once you are saved, you cannot backslide. If tomorrow you start drinking and commit adultery, God would rather take you from the earth. But you cannot go to hell. And each of us, you should take your Christianity deep enough where Egypt is completely is completely defeated in your life. If you have not achieved that, there is something wrong somewhere. Oh yeah, there's something wrong. Your redemption is not complete. You are not safe. You are not safe. You should get away, get deep enough in Christ to a place where hell is not a threat to you. Now, and now, when we are in that state, I'm talking to that group now that are in that state. Because that is like now coming from Egypt. Right? Where you are completely delivered. I know ministers will have a problem with that. But, on the time. but don't worry. Don't worry. I know what you, maybe some of you have in mind. That, uh, maybe that you should have, that wilderness is sanctification. And then, and then the crossing of the Jordan is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they had not yet crossed Jordan. I, I know all that. I know all that. What I'm saying is that even if you cross Jordan, you have not yet captured the world cities. Is that right? Yeah. You are on the way there. 
about ogende so allow, allow that for a while I just, I just want to parallel that and to show you something the type in the new testament now that group that has that has managed and i hope all of you are like that you are not hell is not a threat to you but even if it is not a threat to you, we are on the journey somewhere. Now, Jesus, when he was here on earth, wearing a body of flesh like us, he, he pleased the Father so much Yes. On his walk here on earth, okutambula kwe kunsiku no kwasa nyusanyo chitawe, that the father gave him an inheritance. Chitawe na atuka na muobusika. He gave him all the power Yamua amanyi go nano in uinza. heaven and earth. Muguru ne kunsi. When Jesus was here on earth, yesu yaliwa no kunsi, he already had the power. Obuyinza yabulina. It was an inheritance that he had got he got from his father. Now I don't have time to really delve into it. That is dealt with in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 7. And also Hebrews chapter 10. But I'll just give you the idea. Jesus got the power. He inherited. The, all the powers in heaven and earth. When he was still here wearing the bodies of flesh. He had it. Now, he was to give he was to give that power to us. And we obtain it as an inheritance from him. That's just the way that you can have some property as a father and then you, you, when you are dying you leave it to your son. Right? Now, and the Bible tells us that there is, even if I have some property and I have sons that I want to leave the property to and I write a will. See, such and such a thing, I will leave to this one. This one, I will leave to that one. This one, I will leave to that one. That document is there. I, after I die, I don't need that property. However good it is, but I don't need it. So I leave it Now, even if they see that document and they say that this thing is mine, after that is, is, is gone, this will be mine. He, he may be looking at it and say this will be mine. But he cannot inherit anything until, as long as I'm alive. He can boast about it. And he will be praying that 
Nothing happens to it. But it is not his until I'm dead. Now, when you when you when you if 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 if, if I have written a will and uh, I leave my property to my sons or my children. After I die, I will look for somebody maybe who will outlive me. Somebody who knows me. See? A close friend, maybe like Gideon. Who, who not only knows what I say, he understands me so well until he understands my heart. And I appoint him as the executor of my will. So that if there arises a dispute, and they are looking at the wheel. No, daddy meant this. Then no, he meant this. They can go to Gideon. So, no, actually, this is what he would say. The way I know him, this is what he meant. He gave him this property because he said this because he can elaborate on it and he can make a ruling. And in law, his ruling is final because I appointed him to represent me as the executor of my will. Now, Jesus left an inheritance. Or rather, Jesus had an inheritance. We could not inherit that until he is dead. See? So he died at Calvary. But now, who was the executor of his will? See? Now, he did not appoint anybody to be an executor of his will because he rose again and the Holy Ghost is the executor of his will. He, 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 he both was the, the, the owner of the inheritance and also the executor. And not only that, but his body is laying as a sacrifice on the throne, before the throne of God to cater for the imperfections of his children. So that if if you have an inheritance that he gave you by way of an oath, by the way of a promise, and it happens that you are not worthy, his blood is laying there as a sacrifice. So that we do not look at your imperfection, but God looks at the blood. See? 
Now with that then he says eh, that because of that that he is able to the uttermost dala he is able to the uttermost to give the inheritance to those whom the, the, the inheritance is for are you getting me because there is no way because brethren we are, it is true we have been saved from the world and we are here and we are we, we are encamped around with many weaknesses the church has a lot of weaknesses but now weaknesses weaknesses okay yeah and there are many reasons why they cannot be given the inheritance they are carnal, they are fighting they are not, they are not spiritual enough they don't pray enough so many weaknesses but now i'm showing you how that even though the inheritance was, is difficult to get. Now what inheritance am I talking about? Jesus, yes, he had all the powers in heaven and earth. He could stop nature. He could cast out devils. He could heal the sick. He could prov- he could multiply bread and fishes all kinds of miracles such that the, and Jesus said that behold I give you power over scorpions and serpents and you can even drink poison nothing shall in any way harm you that's the inheritance. All the powers in heaven and earth. That's what the church should inherit. Now, the opposition looks great. We are not worthy. But then, even though the opposition is great, the scripture is telling us there that this man, because he ever liveth, to make intercessions for them. He is able also to the uttermost to save them that come to God by him. Such that the opposition that is before us this man and our arrangement that he has made for our salvation is more than a match. And the church shall be completely delivered. We have been promised a complete deliverance. Complete victory. See? Not halfway. Who oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Just like Israel. And now Joshua and Caleb. They caught that. So that when they went to the promised land. They would look at the world cities. When the other 11 or the 10. 
When the other ten spies, when they were trembling, Caleb and Joshua are just laughing. Ah, this, this world cities. This one will be nothing. When they look at a big giant, instead of getting scared, they say, oh, God is good. Because these giants, although they look big, they are nothing. And a believer now who understands who understands the resources that God has given us. He is not scared of the opposition. He is not scared of the difficulties. He knows the church shall be saved. Our redemption is complete. The plan of God is still on course. And there shall be a bride. There shall be a rapture. Jesus will come and find a perfect church. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The plan of God is still on course. See? He is able to the uttermost. All those things shall be fulfilled. Yeah. Now, I think I'll, I'll just. Now, I hope you get the idea. Now, the thing is, eh? God cannot start a job that He is not able to finish. Many times you see somebody has started a building. He assumed that with the money that he had, he was able, he was able to do the job. But once he starts, he runs out of money. Maybe prices of materials increase. Or something. And he finds that he is not able to finish the building. But God cannot do that. Do you know that God cannot, cannot save you knowing that he is going to lose you? Even the thing that we are talking about, justification. Do you know that God cannot pick that container? Knowing that he is not going to use it. He cannot. He will pick it. And that's why the Bible says. That all that were justified. They became glorified. Because he cannot start a job he is not able to finish. The people that you see dropping on the way, they are just people who come. See? But not God calling them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Or even if he calls them, it's not for that purpose. Because, because Judas, it's true, he called Judas. But Judas was a son of perdition from the beginning. See? And God 
cannot start a job he cannot finish. Iraka tunataanza tani kama mlimungu atagenda kumaliza. Now paragraph 45 49 of 5907 12. 5907 12. Uh, he says, just like you If you are a Christian, God don't make half any halfway Christian. God makes complete Christians. God don't make halfway preachers. But the preacher can be halfway. And God makes his children Christians. But sometimes they are halfway Christians. But it's not God's intention for them to be that way. It's their own ways. God mixed up with the plan of God for their life. And that's what makes them the way they are. God don't want them to be halfway Christians or halfway preachers compromising on either side. He wants them to completely stand in the breach. See? A complete Christian who has done what? He is justified. Sold out to Christ. Loves Christ above father, mother, wife, children, everything. Completely sold out. Christian who don't go to, who don't stay home when the prayer meeting is there but he is renowned he is famous for loving God everybody knows that's a Christian there are some members of the church when the prayer meeting is on usually you don't expect them to come you would be surprised when they, if you see them. they support the church programs halfway halfway Christians they are not completely sold out But it's not God's will for them to be that. See? But they mix themselves with God's ways. See? God don't make halfway preachers. See? What is a what is a complete preacher? He preaches the truth without compromising. Jesus yes, when he was sending out the original 12. Yes, he told them go and preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. See? Everything. And God equips his man. 
He doesn't make halfway preachers. See? Blessed be the name of the Lord. You should get, we, we preachers, we want to pray to God until we get enough faith to do all that pertains to the office. See? It, it, there is nothing that is reserved for a special group. Of preachers. Uh -uh. If God calls a man, he completely equips him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, listen, my brethren. When God deals with men and calls them, he, he, he does not mean something that is substandard for them. There is a very astounding story in the Bible. And that, and that is concerning that guy who was called Jeroboam. Let me read, let me just tell you the story before we read it. Uh, I just want to read a portion of it. When Solomon died, or rather when he was about to die, because in his old age, uh, his, the, his wives that he had married, they, they turned him from they turned his heart from following the Lord. They overpowered him. And they persuaded him to, to, to build for them shrines for their gods. So he built several shrines of those for those gods. And some Israelites, they followed the queens. And they worshipped idols. So, God was angry with him. And he, God told him, or rather God said, through prophet Ahijah, that he was going to tear the kingdom from the family of David. Is that right? Now you remember that God had given David because of the way David pleased him and walked in his ways with all his heart. So he promised David that he is going to give him a sure kingdom. A kingdom that will last for eternity. And he told him that even if the future generations if they don't walk in God's ways he will punish them but he will not take the kingdom from them. And it was a sure house 
And it was a kingdom that was going to last forever. Now, let's come now to Solomon. When Solomon went out of the way, because of that, God said he was going to take part of Israel away from, from the, the house of David that, but he will leave David with one with two tribes and the way he did it Ahijah met this man on, in the field that young man he was called Jeroboam and Ahijah he was wearing a new garment. When they met, he took off the garment and he tore it in 12 pieces. When this man was watching, then he gave him 12, he gave him 10 pieces and he took them. Then he said, Thus says the Lord. Because the house of David has done this. I'll take the kingdom from them. Ten tribes from them. And I'll give them to you. Now listen. Jeroboam was given ten tribes. God's will was not for Jeroboam to be a half king. Because the ideal king, a complete king, was like David. According to God. It was not God's will for, a, for Jeroboam to be a halfway king. I want you to listen to the words that God told him. That was in 1 Kings 11, verse 31 to 38. Verse 31 says, and he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and I will give thee ten tribes to thee. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, because they have forsaken me, and have worshipped Ashtoreth, Ashtoreth the goddess of the Zidonians, and Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the Ammon, of the children of Ammon, and have walked, not walked in my ways, to do that which is right in mine eyes, and to keep my statutes and judgments, as did David his father. Okay, fine. Yeah. You can read. Now, 
kubanga bandese ne basinza asutolosi katonda omukazi waba sidoni nekemosi katonda waba muwabo ne mirukomu katonda waba naba amoni sote batambulide makubo gange okukola ebiri maso gange ebirunji nokukwata amateka gange ne misango jange ngabo yakolanga Daudi kitawe how be it i will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand but i will make him prince all his day all the days of his life for david my servant's sake whom i chose because he kept my commandments and my statutes olwasa tumwenya na yesirija bwakabaka bonna mukono gwe na yendi mufula omukuru enakuzonezo bulamu bwe kulwa daudi omudu wange gwe nalonda kubanga yakwate biragiro byange na mateka gange but i will take the kingdom out of his son's hand and will give it unto thee even ten tribes and unto his son will i give one tribe that david my servant may have a light always before me in jerusalem the city which i have chosen uh, me to put my name there nemutabani wendi muwa ekikachimu daudi omudu wange abelenga netabaza enakuzonna mu maso gange mu yerusalemi ekibuga chenerooza okuteeko mu erinyalyange now listen to verse 37 kati mulirolo asatu mu musambu the 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 promise or the charge to jeroboam ekisubizo obekiragire kya jeroboam and i'll take thee and thou shalt reign according to all that thy soul desireth and shall be king over israel and it shall be if thou wilt hearken unto all that i command thee and will walk in my ways and do that which is right in my sight to keep my statutes and my commandments as david my servant did that i will be with thee and build thee a sure house as i built for david and will give israel unto thee amen olwasa tumo musambu erandi kutwala nawo olifuga ngabiyonna webiliba ememeyo byeliyagala eroli bakabaka wa israeli awoli lutuka boli uliranga byonna byenkulagira notamuliranga makubo gange nokolange ebyo ebiri mu maso gange ebirunji okukwata ngamateka gange nebiragiro byange ngadda udi omuddu wange bwe yakolanga kale naberanga wamunawe erandi kuzimbira ennyumbe yenkalakalira ngabwe nazimbira Daudi erandi kuwa Israeli so the opportunity was there kati omukisa gwaliwo kiraba the opportunity was there omukisa gwaliwo but then what happened kali chechabao Instead of Jeroboam doing what God said, after just taking Israel, he built he built altars for gods. Now listen, what would have happened? If Jeroboam could have done what god told him to do jeroboam would have reigned jeroboam worshiped the lord asinze katonda doing his statutes and, and then if he did that god would have established him He would have established his son his son son always na balala 
his lineage his lineage would have continued but what happened to that fellow when he built those calves the next generation god's wrath on him, he killed him yamuta killed all his children his cousins Everywhere where, where there was the blood of Jeroboam, they died. See? It was a disaster. He had the opportunity. But instead of being a full king, it was a disaster. He became not even a half a king. His house was made like if you if we can read Singapore, the story of uh, the, the language, God's language. Instead of establishing him, he made his house like a latrine. Like a latrine. Right? Because remember, that promise, although the opportunity was there, but it was conditional. Is that right? Even Israel, in the scripture that we read in the Old Testament, said, I will send my angel before you. If you will obey his voice, he will bring you to that land. They had to obey his voice. See? But it was not God. Remember, I was just illustrating that it is not God's will. It was not God's will to make a halfway king. To make a disastrous a disaster to, to, for Jeroboam to have a disastrous end. But it was his own ways that got mixed up with God's ways. And instead of a sure house, he got a latrine. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, sometimes, listen, brethren, sometimes the opportunity that you have, God has promised you something, but he has not told you specifically, personally, to you. Now, each one of us, if each one of us here, when we are called to be a Christian, we are not called to be halfway Christians. We should look at examples in the Bible who are Christian. See? And, we, the, and the highest, listen, the highest achievement of a Christian in the Bible that, that is your position. That's what God has called you for. See? And some of you sisters, your position is like Hannah. Some of you sisters, 
Your position is like those honorable women that we see in the Bible. Who loved God. And believed God. And God gave them great gifts. Like those daughters of Philip. Who are prophets. Prophetesses. And Phoebe. Phoebe. See? You preachers, your position is not a small ministry somewhere struggling. But you are called to be a Timothy. See? Great ministries. See? You brothers, your ministries are like Agabus. Strong ministries. Strong Christians. That's our God has not called you to a, to, a, to, a, to a life of falling. Being defeated by temptations. Always sinning. It's our ways that get mixed up with God's ways. And you just end up being miserable. See? You know, do you know the reason why Jeroboam failed? His, his reasoning was like this. If these people that are my subjects now because they were not supposed to go out to worship anywhere else just in Jerusalem where there is the temple he reasoned that when they go to the temple and they see the glory of the temple and they see the glory of the king of each, the king of Judah, then their hearts are going to, to, to go after them. They will feel that they, are, they, that they are in a miserable place. And they will despise me. In, and he said, they are even going to kill me. So that they can go back to their king. So he said, I'm going to make gods for them. So that it is too, and he told them, when he made those calves, he told, ah, Israel, going to, Israel, going to Jerusalem is too much for you. His reasoning, he mixed it up with God's ways. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, and I'm telling you this, my brethren. God may not have spoken to you, uh, you know, and tell you something. But like I was telling you yesterday, God has given you a job to do here on earth. See, he has called you. But maybe he has not told you what he wants you to do. But he has called you. See, and I was, I was reading you a, 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 a quotation which I'm going to read again. In 630724. <coughs> uh, paragraph 35. Where the prophet says, eh? 
If you went to work for a man and he gives you a job on a ranch and you just went out and in the barn and just sat down there and you say, well, see, you must go and ask him what he wants you to do. Then do it. If you are working for a man, find out what your duties is. And then, if our life on earth here, we should go to the one who put us here. Lord, what would you have me do? What must I do? Why am I here? Then when you find out, you do it well. Excel in what God has put you to because do. Because he has not given you a second hand. Something. It is as complete as the one that is in the Bible. Oh, I like that. God's ministers, they are, they are as complete as the ones that we have in the Bible. <laughs> They have not been called for a lesser ministry. And the Christians, they are not less than those ones in the, in the Bible. They are just as complete. Now to show you that God can give you a job and he has, it is just silent. It is silent? Yeah, he has told you to do something. But maybe he has not talked to you. Sometimes he just tells you, take this direction. He has something for you to, to do down the line. Now, if you fail to go that direction, and then you miss the blessings along the way, you can't blame God. Is that right? You just didn't go the way that God wanted you to go. In the book of First Kings, chapter 17, Verse 8. Let's read this word. And, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to, there to sustain thee. Verse now, you would have expected that when Elijah reaches there, when he gets to the widow woman, you would have expected that maybe the widow woman would be there waiting for him. You would have expected him to tell her, her to tell him, oh, Welcome, man of God. God has, told, God has commanded me to feed you. Because that's what God said. Is that right? But look, 
Look at what happened when Elijah, Elijah went there. Verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there, gathering of sticks. And he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Mulira chadamu lukumi norumu, aonga agenda okugachima, na muita na yogeranti nkwe gairide, ndeteraka mere mumukonogo, na yogeranti ngamu kama katonda, ngamu kama katonda obwali omulamu, sirina mugati, wabula orubatu oruobuta, Mupipa, notufuta, mukasumbi, iralaba, nsenya nku, nsenya enku bidi, nyingire, nefumbi, nzeno mwana wange, tulie, tufe. That's what she knew. Checho, namu anduchi ya liyama nyi. Yet God had told her told Elijah I have commanded her to feed you when he got to her I'm just making a cake small cake what, what she was seeing before her was eating the last meal and then death buffet Maybe there is something you are seeing in your life. But in God's mind, God has commanded you. But you are not aware of it. See? Now, another story. In the book of Judges, we see Gideon. Maybe, maybe let's, let's just read. Let's, let me just explain it. To save time. Gideon is hiding himself because he was afraid of the Midianite. Then the angel came to him and he told him, How are you, you, you mighty man of God? If God is with us, why are is all this befallen us? Where are the miracles? That to do? Then God told the, the angel told him, Go in this your might. This strength of yours. And you are going to save Israel. Brother, how do you know that you have you have might that God has put in you? Gideon was not aware of it. Gideon he needed to be wakened up because he was the savior. How do you know that you are not the savior? God has put something in you that you have not discovered. 
Oh, blessed be the name of God. That's exactly what it is. You may say, Well, brother, but me, the way I feel myself, I don't, I don't know how you feel yourself, but all I know is that the type of Christians that we have, the type of church that we have, God has promised something greater. And these people that you see being weak and all that, it is because they are mixing themselves up. God's plan for their lives. But the kind of church that God has promised for, for this last day, it is a church that was there on the day of Pentecost. And these are the people. Oh, these are the people. We are not waiting for God to, to, to save others. It is these ones. Oh, yeah. These are the ones. These are the gifts. These are the mighty men. These are the mighty women. Amen. See? But they don't do it. They are like Gideon hiding. They are like the widow woman. Depressed. But now, oh, I'm finished. They are saying, oh, I'm finished. But God has commanded them. God has put strength in them to overcome any enemy. Every situation. Let me tell you. I don't care what situation you are facing. But God has an answer for it. God has not promised us defeat. God has promised us victory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He never knew the strength that was in him. He makes complete Christians. But as I said, it is we who makes up God's plans with our own plans. Like Jeroboam, we start fearing. Oh, if I do this, maybe this will happen. If I do the other, this will happen. So you, you, you create, you craft, you design an ungodly kind of plan for your life. And that's the road you are going. You don't do God what God told you to do. And in that way you mix up your own way with God's ways. Now, in the next section, I'm going to try to define what what the plan that God has for each one of us so that we don't do like Jeroboam. But before I do that, let me read this quotation here. Paragraph 51 of this 590712. The prophet asks this question. I wonder this morning, as Christians, 
if we have yielded our own will and yielded ourselves so completely to God till God can trust us to the place he has put us. That mighty possession that God has given you can he trust you with it? Have you surrendered your will? So completely until he can trust you. I wonder this morning of myself. If I could be so yielded to God. Till God could trust me. Could trust brother Neville. Could trust our trustee board. Our Deacon or our members of our church. We all have a place. We got a duty. See? Now, my friends, the ministers, let's start with us. <laughs> right? I'm not doing anything. I am reading what the prophet told <laughs> us. Right? Because I'm going to deal with each group what God has told us. Now what is the role of the minister in, the church, in this work of deliverance? Because Jesus has said he is able to save to the uttermost. The church has got to have complete complete um, victory. So what should we do? Let's, do with the, let's deal with the ministers first. What should we do? Paragraph 52. The minister has got a place of duty to stand and preach the unsearchable riches of Christ without compromising. If he's called to be a preacher, he wouldn't spare one thing for one person. If he is called to be a preacher. Without sparing anything. Not respecting people's faces. See? Recently there was somebody who was coming back from the world. A backslider. And I, I told the person. Now, since you have done this thing and you are repenting, it is on this condition. Don't think that because everybody knows you have done it, that from there I will never speak about it. You have to understand that I will make you an example of what people should not do. See? I will not be speaking your name or anything, but you know people are people. If somebody has committed adultery, when I hammer adultery, and your adultery is public, when I say adultery, people say, 
if you can bear with that, I will not be, will not be afraid of your face looking at me. You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll hammer it. And the minister, minister must do that. He must preach the word without compromising. He is a representative of God. Now let me tell you. Some of you, you get, you get angry with your preachers because they stress so much on something that maybe is wrong that you have done. But that's their job. The preacher does not come here to read the Bible. He does not come here to read the message. No. His job is to come here under the anointing of the Spirit until he makes sin look so ugly. He paints such an ugly face. He talk, when he talks about adultery, he makes it look like it's a, it's a horrible thing. Until adulterers are so ashamed under the anointing of the Spirit. He makes it look so foolish. So ugly. Until adulterers are despised. When you look at them, you feel like spitting. They look so stupid. So foolish. His job is not to come here and say, oh, we are going to heaven. Ah, his job is to stand here under the anointing of the Spirit. See, he makes heaven look so wonderful. He makes it look so good. Until everybody wants to go to heaven. Until sinners who, want, who are on the way to hell say, oh, I want to go to such one. Under the anointing of the Spirit. See? He is here. Under the anointing of the Spirit. He, look, he makes hell to be so horrible until you feel the heat of hell until you want to run away from it see without sparing anything that's his job see he is here to as a ruler in the church of God without fear or favor without fearing people's faces he sets the church in order and establish the kingdom of God here on earth he is here so that under the anointing 
people can taste how it is going to be on the judgment day. He goes by the Holy Spirit to bring that atmosphere here. Here and your people can see it. He brings God's thoughts so that you see heaven on earth. Here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the work of the preacher. That's why they should stay under the anointing so that they get God's mind. See? They are not here to play politics. So considering people's faces. But to get the mind of God. And the feelings of God. And transmit it to the people. Amen. Amen. Now. And that's the minister. That's what he should do. And God does not make halfway preachers. But they should be able to play that role. That's why they are called. See? Speak the judgments of God. Until they influence their congregations to, to love the Lord to love his ways make people fear sin let people have faith makes God's promises to be so true until people believe God and then we see the works of God now moving. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the, the, the job of the minister. Now let's go to the to the to the church officials. People who are working under him. This is where I told you that I'll deal with it today. I, I told you that yesterday. Now, first of all. Now, remember my brethren, if we do not do those things, we shall have half churches. We shall not have churches like the church in the Bible. Until when people look at us, looks at our church, he will see, ah, it looks like a church. But when you compare it with the one in the Bible, ah, it is like halfway. Mm, it may be getting there, but it is, it is halfway. <laughs> see? That's not God's will. We should have a church operating like the, the way we see a church operating in the Bible. See? Now, his team, his team, the one that is working with him, his ministers, his deacons, trustees, I want to lump them together. Now, first of all, the way we choose them, 
You know sometimes there is a desire uh, you 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 have to excuse me here. Mujja kunsonywa mwana. Let me just be plain. Kanchogere mulwatu ngasikisabiseko. Sometimes you see ebisere uh, mwolaba when church is electing its officials eh ekanisa weberonda abakulembeze bayo maybe there is a brother when the church was starting he is very supportive he is there on the front through time he has proved that he is not fit for that office if there's a deacon he is somebody because some of our deacons they are, they are not fit for the office they don't love people some of them get inspiration we know they are policemen in the church but they get they seem to get their inspiration from the policemen in the world instead of being loving and facilitating things when we have when we have a convention the sister wants hot water for sister her baby and the deacon is very harsh no now that deacon is not fit for that deacons are kind they are supposed to love people. See? So that they make people feel comfortable. Welcome. See? Being kind to everyone. See? Yeah, it is true. Look at how the prophet says it. That during, you know, in those countries when there is winter, they should meet people on the on the on the door nabiaga mabali nokusinkana abantu kumulyango the man is having a, a heavy coat eyo muntu ngabaya made chikoti echisito brother can i hang your coat sir no mugamba urugana nkuyambe ku koti kanji wanike wano can i show you your seat nkulaga katebeko we ino kutula kind kind they have the burdens of the people in their hearts kuguja abantu mitima jabwe see and it becomes clear this man through time he has become like a monster see now when it comes to the time of elections because they should not stay in that office for long their office their office should be renewed every year office so that if they don't perform last year the pastor has a chance of removing them and getting people who fit in the office and the people also if he has if, if he has not been treating you well sisters during the time of election is the time that you should put him out take, take him out of the office because he doesn't fit but I noticed that during that time people are scared of people's faces what will they say about me Maybe they think I hate him. And you don't put people there in the office who fit the office. See? 
place has become very quiet. Eh? Now, I'm glad I know nothing about your church leadership. Your church leadership. I know nothing. I know nothing about it. I'm just, I'm just preaching the word. Yeah. But that's the way that's the reason why we have halfway churches. We have leadership that people are not comfortable with. See? I went and preached in a certain place. And I was talking about how the musicians and the elders everybody should work in harmony because we are dealing with the spirit of God if there is no harmony then the spirit cannot work and I got a call from one of the leaders of the church and he was very, he was, he was very upset Say, ah, you know, the musicians today they were very happy. And it's because they were hammering at the musicians. Now, and now, now, if I say that there should be harmony, is not not is is that not the word? See? In other words, eh? The offices in the church, they were not working in harmony. There is this group against this other group. It's a question of who is winning. When the preacher is here, who is he favoring? Goodness gracious. Is that a church now? Is that a leadership? See? If I was the pastor of that church, I would take all those people out of their office and get people who can be godly. Because you can't bring such spirits into the church in running the church. You can't. See? And I'm telling you, brethren, there is a quotation that I could not be able to get. Where the prophet said, he was asked a question. What would you do with a brother? He is in a church leadership. I think it was a deacon or something. But he was not playing his part properly. How do you remove him? The prophet said, One, don't hurt him. Right? Don't hurt his feelings. Don't be and kind to him. Don't be rude to him or anything. Because even though he is not doing his job well. But he, with all his heart he thinks that he is working for God. So, don't hurt him. But then. This is the church of the living God. If he is not doing his job well. Find a way of politely getting him off the office. Because 
because you cannot put a man in the office there you know he is not fit for the office and then you just let him there because you are fearing his face no you can't and the pastors let me tell you maybe you have had people who support you for many years. But you know they are not fit for the office. Those people are a liability to your ministry. You should not be afraid of their faces. You should remove them from office. I knew I was going to get very few amens here. But, but that is, these are the things that bring incomplete deliverance in the church. The spirit cannot flow. Exactly. And some of our pastors, they are too weak to do that. They are not bold enough to do it. See? If you are not careful, you will become like an early. Because your administration is weak. Early had ministers. And there were his sons. But he was afraid of their faces. He knew they were not fit for that office. But he was telling them, oh, you know my sons, this is not a good report that I hear. If a man sins against God, who can help him? Just talking, 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 advising. And the fellows are not, they are not changing. Who? God expected Eli to take He expected Eli to take a whip. Kick those guys out of the office. Because they are spoiling the church of the living God. And because Eli did not do that, he was cast by God forever. Even many generations were affected by that curse. See? Now, church officials, first of all, in their choosing, you must choose people who are seriously, who are serious with God. Serious Christians. Let's just read in the book of uh, Malachi, chapter 1. Chapter 2. Chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read from verse 1. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If ye will not hear, and if ye will not lay it to heart, to give glory unto my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yeah, I have cursed them already, because ye do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feasts, 
and one shall and one shall take you away with it. And ye shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you, and that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Mara chisula ya kubi okupakunyosoka. Kale no mwebakabona, echira girochi no chamwe. We mutakirize kuulida, elawe mutakirize kukisa kumoyo, okuwa elinyari angechitiwa, bwayogera mukama weje, kale ndiweleza kumwe echikoli mecho, elandi kolimida emikisa jamwe, we wao maze okujikolimida. Kubanga temukisa kumoyo, laba ndine nya ensigo kuruwa mwe, ilandi sigo obusa kumasoga mwe, obusa obasadaka za mwe, na mwe mulijibuawo wamuna bo, au muli manyanga nzena weleza echilagirochi nojemuri, indagano yangebe renerevi wayogera mukama weje. Now, let, let's read. Listen, I want you to listen. God describing how Levi was chosen to be a priest to minister in his house. Look at how he was chosen. From verse 5. My covenant was with him of life and peace. I gave to him the fear uh, sorry. I gave it to him for the fear wherewith he feared me, and I was afraid and was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth, and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and did, did turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge. They should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But ye are departed out of the way. Ye have caused many to stumble at the law. Ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. <coughs> Nataketumide it's clear. Those who minister themselves, they must fear the Lord. They must keep his statutes. They must be people who can be relied upon. Not, not people who trample upon God's law. Now, I can talk a lot about that. But that's not really my topic. No. Uh, uh, let me, let's read also 1 Timothy chapter 2. It will show you the, church, the people who serve in church, how they should be. Their a bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, 
not given to wine, no striker, not greedy or filthy lacquer, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. One that ruleth his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall, shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them that are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Likewise, you see, the deacons, our deacony, must be like the pastor. I know this one was what I was reading is for the bishop. This the deacons, he says, likewise, the deacons must be brave, grave. Grave is serious with business. Not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy or filthy lacquer, holding the mystery of the faith in pure conscience. And let this also be first proved. Let them use the office of the deacon being found blameless, even their wives. Even, even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. Timosewe soka sula ya kusatu. Tikalo mulabi lichimu guanilo butaba ngakocha kunenyezibwa. Abedengo musajo omu kazomu. Atata mida, mwegendeleza, mkwata mpola, ayaniliza abagenyi. Aigiliza, atayombe la kumuenge, atakuba na yomu wombefu, atarwana, ategomba bintu, afugo burunje nyumba ye, agonza abana be mchitiwa chona. Na yomu ntuwa atamanya kufuga nyumba ye ye, ainzatia okuja njaba ekanisa ya katonda. Soyo, e yaka chuka, alemenga okwe kulambaza na amara agwa mumusango gwa sitani. Elana chechi mugwanila okube iranga, noku. No kutege zebwa okurunji, eliabo, abebweru, alemengo kugwa mukuvumiwa, nemuchambika chasitani. Gweba tiyo, naba weleza, nigaba weza, abadikoni, chiba gwanila okubedanga, abadimu echitibwa. Si, banimi, banimi bidi, abata nyuanga muenge, munji, sibe gombi babintu, ngabakuma echama echo kukiriza mumoyo omurunji. Elana te baso kengo kukemibwa, balio keba weleze, ngatevali kocha kunenyezibwa. Bweba tionaba kazi, babwe chiba guanilo kubedanga, abalimu echitibwa, abata wailizanga, abata tamira, abesigwa, mubintubyo na. Mm. We could stress these things, but let's not do them. Let's not stress them too much. But it's clear, isn't it? Yeah. You should get people there who are qualified. And if, you are, if they are not qualified, a mistake that we do in our churches is that we don't re-elect them. A deacon is a deacon for 10 years, 20 years. It's like it's a permanent office. There should be a chance to remove them. Or renew if they are serving well. And the other church officials. So that the church is satisfied. Satisfied with the leadership. So, now, the pastor's office is not, is not renewable. If you are not fit there, 
If you don't agree with it, you should just leave that ministry. Right? Yeah. But the church officials is what we are focusing on. There should be people who are qualified. Because if they are not, if their contact is not agreeable, then people, you will have a, a church that does not have confidence in them. They are not an example of how, how, what these people are standing for. Now, and uh, listen, you church officials, you should stand with your pastor with unwavering loyalty. Because you are there serving under that ministry. It may be a weak ministry. Or it may be a strong ministry. But you are serving under it. Sometimes you have a, 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 a group of deacons or, or elders and they are more they are more what can I say they are older in the faith than their preacher they are old in the faith but they don't have gifts of preaching a young man comes up there and you find that God's favor is upon him. He has the gift of doing the things that I, I talked about, the minister. See? He makes hell hot and heaven beautiful. He makes sin look ugly and people can see this, this, this young man he represents God's mind. So he is their preacher. But he is young in the faith. Now, and instead of supporting the ministry, you find that they have their own agendas. It's like they are forcing this young man to drive their agenda. No, you should be honest before God. When he is wrong, correct him. Right? In, that is the kind of support because that is supporting him. But sincerely in your heart, you will be supportive to that ministry. And God will bless you for that. But sometimes these elders, is, they want to take over. And they are using the young man. No, 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 that's wrong. See? That's wrong, that evil. Because God has not given you that office. See? Yeah. Leave the role to the owner. The one that God has given you. See? Now, let me ask you, let me re read you a quotation here. 61, 01, okay. Paragraph 4, 
Because of their own personal opinion or revelation. Right. And the prophet says, no, sir. No. He says, for paragraph 486, he says, A deacon or trustee should be perfectly in harmony with the doctrine of their church They should stay perfectly with the interpretation of the scriptures of their church. Because if they don't, they are fighting against the very thing. They are hurting themselves. In other words, for it seven, I love, I say I love my family and try to feed them poison. It's the same thing. You cannot do that. In other words, eh? are you with me? If if you have a revelation different from your pastor and you are trying to push it to you it's good but to the program that is going on there that is poison Say, oh, but I'm not preaching polygamy. Yes. Even if, even, if you are, even if you are pushing something that seems good to you, to that program, it is poison. That church does not want it. And if you try to put it there, you will just cause disharmony because you are not the one there. See? Are you getting me? For it, it. A trustee or a deacon in taking their office or any officer of a church that includes even the The assistant pastors, the preachers, it's an office. Represents a certain church body. That represents a church. In other words, if you are working under your pastor and you are a minister, you you represent that ministry. See? And you should be perfectly in harmony. That's why the church can never is not going anywhere with God. Because people are not in harmony. And you find churches with problems. They don't go on well because they are dissatisfied. 
And then he says, that's the reason I walked out of the Baptist church for the very first time. He talked how he was a minister there. He had a pastor. And the pastor asked him to do something that he thought was unscriptural. So he went to the pastor. And the pastor could not explain things to him. So he walked out. Now I want you to listen to his words in paragraph 502. Now this is important. I, I, I want you to see the words that he spoke. 502. Uh, yeah. So therefore, I could, not, I could not stay in the Baptist church and teach Baptist doctrine and take up for the Baptist belief. Baptist. He could not support it. If I did it just because it was a church, then I'm wrong. I'm hiding something back. And if I am honest with myself, I'll go to the Baptist people, my pastor or whoever can explain it to me, and ask him for a word of life. If he can correctly show me where it's right in the scripture and satisfies my feeling, all questions are settled. And I'm satisfied. Then I'll speak it the way they speak it. And I'll be a Baptist. In other words, all you people who are working here under the speckled bird, you should be speckled Baptist. Speckled Baptist. Speak it the way they speak it here. Then everything is in harmony. If you have a different revelation, come to the leaders. Let them explain it to you until your feeling is satisfied. That is in the scripture, it's in the message. Then you represent that body. And that's why the, the prophet, he could not be he could not stay there. Because he could not represent the Baptist doctrine. Everybody must be satisfied. See? Now, I can say many things there. But this clock is... I don't know why it is so fast today. Maybe I'm the one who is slow. Now, we are talked about officials. They should be perfectly in harmony. And please, my friends, see, my precious brethren, in our churches, let there not be politics. Let everybody be in harmony with their The musicians, they should be in harmony with their elders. If there is any issue, let them iron it out. Until they are friends. You have the treasurer in the church. 
people should not the musicians if they, if they want a certain instrument and he denies them money they should be satisfied that he is justified in denying them they should not be talking among themselves. So, ah, this, this guy is so mean. See? They should be friendly. See? Everybody just in harmony. And anything that will cause disharmony. They should sort it out. So there is perfect friendship among the, among the church leaders. The, the ones that are helping the pastor. Now let's come to the members. The ordinary members. Now the, the member of the church there's a place that, now listen you know we are just in the in the formation our, our church our small church in Kitale is just in its formative stages yeah. we don't even have people we are just starting we have a keyboard but there's nobody to play it it's just there <laughs> So, and I tell, I tell people who come there, because sometimes we have visitors, coming. and I tell them, you should not come here because you, you, because you, you, you are impressed by my ministry. Or you think that I talk well. Or God should send you there. You are coming there because God has sent you there. You are, otherwise, you are not doing me a favor by coming there. If you are coming there because you, you, you are doing me a favor, you will be a liability to me. You will be a burden to me. Because tomorrow, I may say something that you don't like. So if you are there because of me, then there is something wrong with your, with your faith. You should come there because God sent you there to be a member, to be a, a part of that ministry. God has called me. He also calls you. Then we are together. I would rather have five such members than a house full of just followers who are, who are there because, of, because of popularity. Suppose tomorrow I'm not popular with you. See? Then you will be a problem to me. Yeah. Now, and the members of the church, this is your role. One, you should be present in church. When the word is being preached, you have, you have, Gideon cannot preach to these pillars. See? 
You need somebody to listen. Not somebody who comes to church and starts dozing. He needs people who are absorbing the word. Because that's what brings out the message. See? I was telling somebody in my church that if I preach like this message now, the only, the only way I come and preach here in Speckled Bird is because I preached in my church. And the people in the church they got that message out of me. If they don't listen, if they act as if they are bored and there is no anointing, every minister knows that. You come from there grieved, ashamed. The message has not come in. You are frustrated and you feel terrible. And many times you cannot preach that message anywhere else. So if you, are, if you are enjoying the message, the credit goes to Kitala Church. They are the ones that made me preach it. And Cherengani Church. Right. That's the role of the members of the church. Says to eat the word that is being preached. And they are to cooperate. If Gideon says here, Gideon oh, we are, like I heard him saying about weekend challenges. See? I didn't hear exactly what he said. He was, he was planning more. Now your job is to come there and support. If there's a prayer meeting, this, that is your post of duty. See? Some of you don't, you don't play your role. He calls a prayer meeting. Pastor calls a prayer meeting. But you don't attend. Very disobedient. See? Because that's why God called you there. So that when the pastor designs a program, you ask us to support it. Yeah, let's pray. And then your job is to pray. In my church there, I have, um, um, we, we planned that we are going to read the whole Bible. Maybe in about six months' time. So, every month, I allocate Bible readings. Every month, every month. A, a reading for every day. Now, if you have a program, program like that, you don't just ignore it. You should support it. See? Your job is to read. And the faithful members who have been reading, see, most of them have been doing it. Fact, yeah, most of them have been doing it. Very cooperative. And I was, I'm very happy with them. 
And they have said, hey, we have seen things in the Bible we have never seen before. Yeah. We started a program of praying. Each day, we allocate a few people to pray. Fasting and praying. Fasting and so that the whole week is covered. Your job is to if you say, I'm going to be praying fasting on Monday. Yeah. You members. That's your job to do. Don't be disobedient. See? We were just saying today, that if you see these young people, you make programs in the church. Those young people who are fully given they are very supportive. They are pray, they come for prayer meetings. They are here. Music. They want to support the church. You would hardly ever hear that they have a problem in their life. But these fellows who are just lazy, they don't participate. And they are young people. Every time fornication. Every time falling That's the group. See? Because they are not obedient. They are not walking in the way that God has, has ordered them. Let me tell you my friends. God has sent us as ministers. He is a, God supports our programs. Yeah. He supports our programs. Jesus said, yes, we are where two or three are gathered, I am there. Jesus is not the way who plans meetings. Jesus is not the one who plans meetings. We are the one who plans meetings. And Jesus joins there. So when Gideon says, let's have a prayer meeting, Jesus also attends. That's what he said. He supports our programs. That's the role of the members. They should support. And then another thing the prophet says. Members. With their tithes and their Yeah. Support the church. Support the programs. See? With your presence, with your tithes, with your offerings, given to thee. If I had time, I would, write, I would talk about more about that. Let's just hurry, because I have a few, a few other things that I don't want to leave in this meeting. And obeying the word that is preached there. Whatever is preached, whatever is taught, you tow the line. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. 
He said, brother, but this, hey, I told you when I was starting, I was not going to preach very difficult things. I preached basic This is why God cannot put his church in order. Because people are not obedient. Why do you want me to come and teach you thunders and things? When you cannot obey these simple things. Is that right? Titofu. 590712 paragraph 53. Now he says, Agamba. And a member of the church, if he, he is called to be a member of this certain group, there are some people, tomorrow, today he is in this group, Tomorrow he is in the other group and he has no fixed abode. You mean God has never called you to be a member of any group? Then there's something wrong with you. See? God has to call you to be a member. Then he would not compromise. If the church believes that we should not gamble, then that member should never touch a deck of cards. We don't believe in drinking. He should turn his head completely from drinking. If we don't believe in gambling or smoking, the member of this church should never should never touch such a thing. God gives complete deliverance. He will do it if we completely surrender ourselves. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See? <coughs> now, I'm sorry to keep you long, but after all, you haven't seen me for long. So allow me to, allow me to punish you a little bit. Now, he says, eh? Agamba. Uh, I don't know. No. They, we have, I couldn't get, be able to get the paragraph, but listen to me. He says, I believe that every person should join the church. I absolutely believe that every person should stand at their post of duty when their pastor is there preaching or evangelist or something. I think they should they ought to stand at their post of duty. They ought to support that church with everything they have got in them. With their tithes with their offerings, with anything that they are called on to do, be willing and happy. Your pastor asks you to do something in your church, you should do it. That's good. But don't let that be the only thing. Get inoculated first. 
get inoculated so inoculated that means being injected with the holy ghost right blessed be the name of the lord now we are members there is something i want to say here to dealing with members especially these days See, we, our churches are badly contaminated by people who do filthy things here in the world. Uh, now, in Kenya, a lot of our churches, I don't know how this filth has infiltrated our churches. I don't know how it is here in Uganda. But we have a big problem in Kenya. See? Young people, especially, I don't know where we ministers went wrong. See? But our young people are just filthy. They are fornicators. They conduct abortions. Some of our churches there have been cases of rape. I heard of a church. It's not one of our affiliated churches. But but this is there in the message. Young people, musicians, they want to practice music with young girls, young sisters in the church, and they make a plan. See, I know this is on YouTube, but I'll say it anyhow. Because God doesn't hide sin. So even if we hide it, see? Now, Kati. and what they did, these young men, made, they made a plan. They bought drinks and cakes and things. And they put something in the, in the drinks of these girls. And when they passed out, they defiled them. See? Evil things. In the message. See? Now, until... I have decided that I'm going to hammer these things very hard. We have to get purity back in our church. See? We have to. Otherwise, we cannot talk about deliverance. The Holy Spirit cannot just come here. However much you shout, See? And the, I don't know whether we went wrong with the, you know, before, when we were young people, and we were in the process of marrying, because, I mean, you become of age, you have to get married. See? Nobody is saying you should not get married. But in the process of getting married, we opened, we opened doors to the devil. In our days, 
Munakuzaferi, we used to be so strict. Pastors used to be so strict. See? But these days, people have loosened. See? Now, let's, let's me read quotations so that I don't speak for too long. 580519. This message called Life. Paragraph 86. See? How about you men? You boys with your boy girlfriends. You girls with your boyfriend. If you are God's children, conduct yourselves like God's children. Be different. The world wants to see you. See what is in you. Now let's raise our hands and ask God to forgive us. See? Conduct yourselves like God's children. Let me read a few quotations. Let me read quotations and then I'll, I'll comment. Now, 640830. <coughs> the prophet makes this statement. I want you to listen to it. Says, but if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. Now, the prophet was expounding what that scripture means. Are you together with me? Listen, he says, Agamba. All right. That's just for just dirty living. Instead of a man, a boy, girl, or something, or another, or another when they are going together, and they know that they should be married, go ahead and get married. I think you'll understand what I mean, don't you? Don't just live a dirty little life there because it's not right. That's your sister in one sense. Where if well, in the world, it's the world. Dog eat dog. Hmm. Let me stop there. You young people, when you are dealing with each other, where you have allowed the devil is where you are doing something together or you are, you are going together or in the process of courtship or whatever. And you have allowed yourselves to live Dirty little lives around each other. There's this process that is called dating. I don't understand what it means. But a boy gets a girl. And it is known that they are dating. And whatever they are doing. They are, they are looking for opportunity where their bodies burn for each other. 
living dirty little lives around each other. And they go to places where young people of the world, you know, in the cafes, and the hotels, and in picnics. And they are going to do nothing else there but just to enjoy the fire. You understand what I mean? And then you go. Living dirty little life. In the world, it's dog eat dog. Now, and in the, in the church, let me tell you, I don't want to appear rude. I know you people, may, you young people may not like me. But I don't care. 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 I just want you to I want to take you to heaven with me. See? If 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 one if 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 Go to dog eat dog. But we don't want dog eat dog here. See? And I'm very sure that Gideon does not stand for that. See? <coughs> Listen. I don't care what you do. But once you feel that it is, it is coming to where you are having feelings like that. On, on your sister, you young men, then you know you are, you, are, you are going into sin. We don't stand for that. And even if there is any young people here, and they are dating, Whatever that means. And that is what you do. That is fornication. That's fornication. See? It's only that the system in this church, there is no system that is strong enough to be able to identify you. Otherwise, you should, be, you should have been excommunicated for, for fornication. This is the same as 1 Corinthians 21. If a, woman, if a man looks at a woman to last after her, he has committed adultery already. It's the same line. It's only that there is no church that has strong systems that are strong enough to identify those crooks. Because those dogs eating dogs. It's difficult to identify them. So they bring their filth here. See? And the young people, yeah? they have a language. 
It's called dating. And it's just the world that has crept into the church. I'm with such nonsense. See? We were, we were not doing it in our days. And we have very good marriages. We have very successful marriages. See? We may not have much money. But we have queens at home. We love each other. The, the, way we were, the way we started before we got married. We love them just like that. They may be, be grey-headed. They, they may be fat. But we love them just like that. <laughs> We have successful marriages. See? And we didn't do those dog eat dog things you are doing. See? These are your sisters. These are your brothers. How can you have dog eat dog? You have been experiencing dog eat dog there. And then you come, you come and expect the Holy Spirit to fall on him. And then you interpret. Are you getting my question? You are supposed to come to church. Like I told you yesterday. You are in worship. The Holy Spirit comes on you. Inspires you. Speak in tongues. Comes and on your on your boyfriend who the one you are doing dog eat dog with. Then he interprets. You mean dog will speak in tongues and the dog interprets. That can't happen. So do you see what you are doing, you members? When you are going to, to do dog eat dog. You are crippling the church. Amen. That's right. You should not do that. You should have a system of... Now, at the end of this, I'm going to suggest to you a proper way of doing it. Choosing a wife until you get married. Right? And I'm not out of order. I got permission from your pastor to do it. I told you, I told him what I'm preaching. And he told him go, he told me go ahead. Right? 
Now you should look at your sisters as sisters. Katiba sister abo inobba tunulianga banyina abo. And if there is somebody, listen. If there is somebody who wants to continue doing dog eat dog here, they, they are in the wrong place. Go to the bus and do those things. Sister, if you want to do dog eat dog, take off those long dresses. And you go to the world. There are even better dogs there. See? You will enjoy yourself fullest there. With, with, your, with the other dogs. See? And you boys. You want to eat, you want to do dog eat dog? Go to the world. There are better dogs there. See? If you want to be a dog, be a, be a complete dog. Don't be half dog and half Don't be half dog and half sheep. You want to pray like a sheep. See? You want to serve God like a sheep. Get the Holy Ghost like a sheep. See? Sing yeah. the songs of Zion like a sheep. But you, you still want to do dog eat dog. See? Better be a complete dog. Then you go where there are the other dogs. I'm not the one who put these words. I'm, I'm just stressing on what the prophet did. I told you, the work of a preacher is to make sin look so ugly. See? And I'm not even making it ugly enough. On the day of judgment, that's when you know it will be ugly. See? Yeah. When even the very thoughts of the heart are displayed. You better listen to me now. When there is mercy. And when you can repent, when you can change from that life of dogs, you behave like a child of God. Exactly. Look at sisters as sisters. Sister mutunulenga sister. And brothers as brothers. Children of God. Abana See? That will be the mother of your children that will come. Don't live a dirty little life around her. See? Show that you are a real Christian gentleman. 
Live like a Christian gentleman ought to. And treat her like your sister. Sister And when you get married, still treat her that way. 61 10:15 Paragraph 135 The prophet says eh? He was guiding how members should conduct themselves around these things Women young women coming up and these men kissing these women Don't do that See don't you you keep away from there you remember that if she is young, single, or whatever she is, she will be somebody's wife someday. You haven't got no business doing that. Stay away from her. If you want to greet her, then be a son of God. Shake her hand. Say, how do you do, sister? And let's settle it right there. Stay away from those things. It will soon get you into trouble. Oh, see, sin is so easy. It is so appetizing. So pleasant. It's so easy to fall right into that. The best thing to do, the very appearance of it, stay away from it. Get be a real Christian. What the prophet is saying there, if you are a young man, or any man for that matter, and you see a single woman, you must treat her as if she is somebody's wife. Because she will be somebody's wife someday. Would you like your wife? Would you, would you like somebody kissing your wife? Or living a dirty little life around her? Acting like a dog? Around her? I'm sure if you saw that, hey, you'd go there very fast. And kick him away. Is that right? Is that right, men? So every single woman, you must treat her like a married woman. Say, even you married men, she is not free. Even if she is not married. Don't act like a dog around her. She will be somebody's wife someday. See? You know there is a young man. Who was telling me recently. That. You know pastor. You may think that it is only the men who are bad. But girls and women are even worse. They are the ones who want to sin. They are the ones who want to sin. Now if sister you are like that. 
I'll come to you. Njakutu ukako. Shortly. Sere chali chawala. See? Laba. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is this. According to the prophet, fornication is just the same as adultery. There is not one that is a lesser evil. Sister, if you, if you came to the church, if you gave your life to Christ when you already defiled, I have no quarrel with you. Sister Bobanga wa wayo bulangwe ri Kristu nga wali wayo noneka tokuba muse. Because out in the world there sinanze buzibuna. I know there are so many pressures. Kubanga munse yeri yebinyigiriza bindi. It is very hard for girls. Era kizibunye eri abawala to stay safe. Okusigalanga baliko obuko. So many influences. Ebibasikiriza nyimba young men. Namwa abasajja. Out there I cannot say. Ebweru eyo sina kyensobola gamba. And personally I have no I have no problem. I don't belittle if you are coming to Christ. Whatever has happened to you, it is of no consequence to me. See? If it's a woman who has believed, she has been a prostitute, I take her like a virgin. Sure! I'm not saying about according to the word of God, but it is the understanding of the pressures of the world. Right? Exactly. You don't, can't blame her. She's She's in the hands of the devil. And the devil is so cunning. And so, they put women in such a position. Before they come to Christ. But after. You mean Christ does not deliver? Christ has not complete deliverance. Christ has no power. It is your own ways. Your own arguments. Like Jeroboam. That you mix up with God's way. And the guidance that you want from the pulpit here you can't take. Listen. I don't know. I hope I hope you are not in the same situation as Kenya. You young people where you are even procuring abortions. But if Kenyans are listening to me and they are, they are doing these things young people there Listen to this quotation. 540516. Paragraph 42. A baby is a baby when it's formed. The first, the first very first germ in the mother's womb, it's a baby. I'm firmly against birth control. For where it's just as much harm to take the life of a baby that isn't two months old 
as a test to pull a pistol and shoot a man down in cold blood murder. Sikiriza mungole ya chizala gumba. Eiro kujia moru vuto ni wuru wanga ruamieze ebidi. Kupanga kuata pistol no kubomuntu no muta. Yes sir. Wow. I'm against birth control. Right? The room is deathly quiet. But I'm not on that topic. See? If you are having issues there, talk to, to your pastors. I'm, I'm just hammering against abortions. Which young people are doing. The prophet said. If it's two months old. In the womb. Killing it. It's just like you taking a pistol. And shooting a full grown individual. That's how evil it is. So what we are having in our church is Gideon. It's just like if, if they are not doing that secret. It's just like them carrying pistols. Eh? And you hear that a sister has been there. Oh, auntie, sister, but down a you hear, instead of hearing a story. That so and so, sister so and so. Sister Gundi. She went to a certain doctor, I don't know where. And she did that. It is the same story as that sister so and so she, is, she hides a gun. And she took that gun. And she went somewhere and shot a man. And the issue the, the murderer was never discovered. It's exactly the same. Those stories are the same. And if they plant that with their dog eat dog fellow, that is, they killed a man. I'm not guilty of saying it. Or rather, I'm not guilty of, of designing these words. You have read the prophet saying it. Listen, girls. You young women, listen to this. Let me make it clear. The life that you lived before you became a Christian, I am very sympathetic with. I have no problem with it. And it is not in the spotlight here. But afterwards, see, don't let these men, don't let boys come around you. And praising your sexy eyes. 
And if a boy tells you something that is like that, you must pray to God that he gives you a frame of mind where you get so offended by that that you take that fellow to the pastor so that he is disciplined. Not being told something like that and then, and then, you, and then you smile as if it's a compliment. That fellow is calling you a dog. Now listen. Paragraph, I mean, uh, 65, 11, 25. Uh, paragraph 74. You will have to excuse me. I have to finish this. Not, yeah, I have to finish this, but I'll, I'll, I'll take maybe another, another 15 minutes there at the most. It says this. Marriage is the oldest institution in the world. Institution. Marriage was performed first, instituted in the Garden of Eden. A woman is entrusted with certain characters that she must not defile. A woman is trusted to that. There is not a creature on earth like a woman. There is no female dog, there is no female of any kind entrusted with that character, but a woman is. A woman was not even in the beginning of the creation because God knew that she would fall. All other females could not commit adultery. She is the only one that can commit adultery. If she was made, uh, if she had been made like the original, that would have been discomplimentary to God's great wisdom. She was made a byproduct of a man. Because she was, but because she was cast over on that side, she has also been given a sacred charge from God. For redemption. For redemption. For redemption. In other words, young girls and even married women, when you keep yourself pure from that dog eat dog filth, you are serving God. You are in God's plan for Redemption. And you let yourself loose. You are destroying God's plan for redemption. It is that serious. See? She has got certain characters that she must not defile. If she would mar them, she is defiled for a lifetime. 
No matter how much she has forgiven, she can't be justified. I'll strike that a little bit. But got a scripture on that. She can be forgiven for her defilement, but she cannot be justified in this life. It's always with her. She's been given this. She may be forgiven but not justified. Her body is given to her a sacred trust from God. No female dog, no bird, no other animal. No, she is the only one. The the reason it is so sacred she is to bring forth life here into the earth. Her body is the bedding ground of life. Therefore, that's the reason she has given this sacred trust. See, I know it sounds very strong. That's why I'm saying that I do not I'm not penalizing you I'm not putting a spotlight on you about your life before you became saved but this this see let me tell you girls let me tell you women maybe that boy was right maybe he was right the reason why the church has got into such a such low status is because of the, the way women the way our girls they have lowered their morals See? they have lowered their morals until they have destroyed the church that sacred trust is given to you you have the power to say yes or no we could we could do, we could elaborate that a lot. But let me tell you, if we could go to nature, excuse me, let me just say it that way. If we go to nature, the male, be it a male goat, a male dog, a male goat, the male is ready any time. But for the female, it just it's just certain times when she can be able to say yes. But when she says yes, the male is ready. You can transfer that to, the, to, to women. By nature, by nature, they are always ready. Nature. But their hearts. God should be in their heart. So that they keep that door. And only allow one male at the right time. But when you get women, you get girls whose nature has been defiled by Satan. 
where they are just loose any dog just smiles and accepting how can you be a christian girl and you have you have somebody whom you are not married to kissing you or even you see the advances and you just laugh and you no just there's something wrong with you something wrong with you as i said before you keep from before you are you before you are you are saved in the world you don't care about God but now I'm telling you what God tells you you keep it you'll get honor from God if you don't do it with your arguments You will be like Jeroboam. You must keep away from sin. Remember that the world, the world ended in the time of Noah. And in the time of Sodom. Demons. You know? Demons came into the church. Or the world, they came into the world and they drove the world that direction in the time of Noah and in the time of Sodom and I'm telling you that at this end time the lead of hell has come open Those same demons that were in Sodom. Same demons that were at the time of Noah. They have come into the world. And they are enticing people. They are even here in the church. And they want to defile you. See? That's what I'm telling you even you married people get away from situations where you get when where you get tempted woman is not your wife and you let those 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 dog eat dog situations with your with your workmates and with other girls that are they don't know other confused girls who, who are demon possessed and they're trying to entice you and you stand there like a fool see enjoying that see You must get away from that kind of thing. Let the church be clean. These are the sins of Sodom. These are the sins of the days of Noah. The church of the living God must get away from that. Don't think you tell me oh you know Satan is so hey whatever Satan has brought God has brought a standard you have no excuse 
You young people, keep away from social media. social media. In the world, there is something that is called sex by telephone. Now it is by social media. social media. See? I saw it in South Africa. South Africa. I've also seen it in Kenya. Kenya Prostitutes. Bamalaya. They are paid money. Basa sente. Then they phone you. Or you phone them. And they tell you all kinds of filthy things. And your body is reacting to it. You tell each other all kinds of filth. Enjoying that. Why am I saying that? There is one young man in the church. We got close together. And very hesitantly, he was not sure how I was going to, to respond to it. He almost made me promise I was not going to condemn him. But he showed me a message. A voice message. Message sent to sent to him by his. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. A sister in the church. Sister Mukanisa. Good night, my love. Umukwano. You sleep well. Sula Burunji. They have no they have no serious connection. Tebarina. They are not, they are not married. It is just enjoying that kind of a thing. Now that kind of a foolish sister. See? She'll be somebody's wife someday. And she has been doing that. To dogs. Dog it dog. Even if she didn't commit it physically. But what do you think her standing is before God? You, th you think the Holy Spirit can come upon such a person? No. no. Keep away from such things. Some of them, let me tell you boys. And the girls too. Some of those things will destroy your entire married life. True. There is one case I handled. A young couple. About two or three children. I can't remember. It's been many years ago. They were always fighting. Always fighting. So I was not their pastor. Since they, are but they were in a church where there was no steady pastor. So they were just visiting pastors there. So he came to me. He was, so now, they, 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 they wanted to be right. They wanted to believe peacefully like in I listened to their stories, the reasons why they are not, they are not in perfect harmony. Then, when I looked at how, the, when I heard the stories, 
I took the man aside. Omusaje ne muzza kubali. Can I talk to you separately? No. There are some things you can tell a man that you don't want the wife to hear. Now, what I what I discovered, this man before he got saved, he was a whoremonger. See? He was a he used to go with prostitutes. Hey. And, and, you know, and you know prostitutes, that's their profession. So, I don't want to say those things, but there's a way they were doing it so that he can go back there. Then after living that kind of life for long He marries a simple innocent girl Just brought up in the village like Pure in heart She knows nothing about Knows nothing about prostitution Now this fellow He was what he was getting from prostitutes. He was looking for it from this young. Girl. I felt like beating him physically. I really rebuked him. He got demons from the prostitutes. And they followed him even in his, his, his married life. Those dog eat dog practices. They will follow you and they will ruin your marriage. That's exactly. I'm sorry. I, I didn't fulfill my promise. I told you 15 minutes. But will you, will you allow me to give you a simple guide? Especially young people. See? Let me tell you what you do. See? First of all, believe what I've told you. Don't accept filth. But this is the right way of doing it. We know you'll get married. So what you do, you meet girls. Yeah, I'm talking up to men now. Meet girls in a place like this. Or in conventions. Or visiting brethren homes. Like that, like that. And you meet somebody. I mean, it's natural for you to get married. See? Girls also will want to get married. And there's nothing wrong in desiring to get married. And you are praying about it. So, you meet somebody. And you kind of like them. Something, something happens to you and you get connected in your heart. I don't have to, to give I don't have time to give you quotations. But read read uh, choosing of a bride. Choosing of a bride. Read Invisible Union. Invisible Union. 
and maybe others no but lala. you will find that the prophet said that prayer plays a very important role people mention it as if they are passing as if as if they are passing but I'm telling you, prayer plays a very big role. Pray until you feel as if God is leading you that direction. Yeah. You cannot say that says the Lord. But you feel as if God is leading you. That I, could, I could talk more among that if, we were, if that was our topic. But, but pray. Don't pray with a selfish mind. Don't try to force things because you are all fired up. But if you feel as if God is leading you there, First of all, talk to your father, to, to your to your parents. Soko yogerekonibazadevo. Then talk to your pastor. Oyogerekonomusumbao. Ask for permission to date her. Saba orukusa okutambula kono muaroyo. Right? Stofo. Ask for permission. Saba orukusa. See? Then if she agrees, parents agree, pastor agrees, the objective, I'm not going to prescribe to you where you go or I'm just telling you, don't go to a place where, where dog eat dog things take place. The objective of dating is not enjoying that fire. It is for understanding her spirit. Not her body. It is understanding the character. I would encourage you to visit their home. Because you permission. Visit the home there. Don't, don't be shy. You can only be shy if you have a dog eat dog mind. But if you are innocent and you want to study her character, visit their home. See? See how she relates with her mother. You will hear. You'll hear the mother saying, Oh, my child, you are very nice. You'll hear such things. But if you hear saying, You, I've always told you, you'll know the character. Have a way of getting things from her friends. Don't take long doing that. For me, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, um, I cannot recommend that kind of thing, dating, when you are just, when you are just uh, not sure where to go. 
You haven't made up your mind. Not more than six months. Not two months. Because you are going to make a hasty decision. Don't make a hasty decision. Right? Understand her character. And the girl understand his character. Not his body. And when you are doing that, don't do anything that bring fire. You understand what I mean? Because now that is the body. And it will bring filth in the church. Right? Then once you make a decision, and all this time you are praying, once you make a decision, and once the girl thinks that she has made that decision, that's when she even discloses her past life. Sister, don't, don't disclose your past life to, 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 to fellows who are just pray, playing with you. Sister, don't disclose Right? They misuse it. Keep praying. You will know when things are serious. And by that time, God would have settled it in your heart that this is my husband. Then you pour out now you are. I mean, look, if, if me as a father, I would not want my daughters, not daughters past to be known by every crook. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. See? So, make your decision quickly. Within six months is made. If you find that his character is not acceptable to you. Find he is not serious with the word. See? He disobeys the pastor. He's not too, too, too. He speaks evil about people. Or any character that you don't like. Even if it is two months or even two weeks. This is your life, sister. Sister Tell him, brother, let's end this relationship. And when you end it, end it. There should be no bitterness. It should be understood. That it is either I accept or I don't. So that the sanctity of the church, the, the purity of the church is preserved. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So church members. See? 
That is how you do. I've talked about pastors, preachers, church leaders, and I've talked about church members. Brethren, if we do that, I think let me not let me not quote anymore. But I have some quotations here that would show you the kind of church that we would have. Preacher preaches the way he should. Administers, administers the church the way he should. Deacons. Trustees. Everyone is behind him. All offices in the church are, are just perfectly in harmony. Church members. When the preacher is preaching and anointing, any question you leave out, you, you, you sort out. Nobody with any selfish motive. Hey, we would have such a church here. Where the Holy Spirit is flowing. And everything would be completely delivered. That's how we shall achieve what? deliverance. But as long as we are having this disharmony. People with bad motives. Dogs. With dog eat dogs. We will have a half church. See? In the church there will be preaching. And people saying amen. There will be there will be shouting. But when you look at the other aspects of Pentecost, the kind of church Jesus said, I will build my church. Those things will be missing. Hey, God bless you so much. Let me stop there. Cannot add to that. I told you yesterday uh, that we are in purgatory. Do you accept to be purged? And if you are guilty in any way, don't think that I told him anything about you. So it's purely the Holy Spirit. We have not discussed lives of people here. We have not discussed and there are no particular issues that we have discussed. So it is the Lord speaking to us and why he would speak to us it can be only for one reason because he wants to help us. Amen.
So let us stand on our feet. I'm guilty. But I want you to help me. And I'm ready to go all the way to correct my life. And I stop my old wrong life. Never again. Have mass upon me a sinner. Just raise your hand. We pray. Heavenly Father. 
In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray Lord. That you have mercy upon us. That you will give us favor. Lord that you forgive all our wrongs. We have sinned before you. We have grieved your spirit. We have done contrary things, Lord. And we have done and behaved foolishly. But Lord, we are sorry. And we come before you, Lord. Asking for your forgiveness. And then your favor. And grace, Lord, to live a new life, a different life. Give grace to each and every hand that is raised. Begin here, Lord, in the pulpit. Up to the last person in the congregation. And help us, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need your help. You have designed the kind of church that you are forming in the last days. We don't want to come short of it. That is the kind of church we want to be. Although our strength is too weak, but Lord God, that's why we are praying. And that's why we are pleading with you. You who gave strength to David. You who gave strength to Gideon of old. You who gave strength to Samson of old. You who gave strength, Lord, to all your servants. To Elijah. Men of like passions. But you gave them strength. To accomplish the task. We ask the same favor, Lord. That you give us strength, Lord. To be there. To be where you want us to be. Granted, Father, we cannot manage on our own. We cannot even dare. But with you, Father, we shall, we are more than able. We are more than able to take the land. We are more than able to be where you want us to be. So Lord, that's our prayer. May you help us, Lord. That the weak may say, I am strong. That the, those who are crippled, the lame, will not get out of the way. 
but they will stand and be firm. And that the feeble knees will be made strong. And that the hands that hang down will be strengthened again. Give us total deliverance. You never do a half work. It is men, it is us, Lord, who fail what you are doing with us. But we ask you, Lord, we are cooperating with you by yielding and surrendering and by saying yes to you Lord and by saying no to the world no to sin no to the flesh and yes to you grant it Father Lord we even want more as Lord I have said that we are in purgatory we know that religion has said there is a purgatory after death we know they are wrong but we know that we are purged here and why we come to God's house is to be purged Father, help all God and purges. And it is your love, O God, that you can speak to us like this because you are purging us, Lord. Because we are saved people. You have saved us that we will not be judged with the world. Help every one of us to judge himself. For you told us in your word that if we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged with the world. It's only when we fail to judge ourselves. So help every one of us, Lord, to judge himself and fall before you and seek to be helped. For you are merciful and gracious to save and deliver Thank you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, Lord bless you.